This is Angela Bowen, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing this fine morning? It's quarter to ten, the sun is out, nice cool breeze, decent breeze coming in before it starts to get really, really hot, so that's good. Well, we've hit the double digits of season three of Silver Spoons. Of course, I'm talking about season three, episode ten, entitled Beauties and the beasts. In this episode, Rick, Freddy, and Alfonso hold the Miss Fuller freshman pageant where things go wrong. Well, you know what? Of course. Of course. It's a sitcom. Things are going to go wrong. This episode's got a 7.6 out of 10 rating based on 20 ratings on IMDb. Uh, we have a, a return of Leslie. Hey, boy. <laughs> do not like her. Remember at the end of season two? Yeah. No. Luckily, this is the last time we will ever see this character because I cannot stand her. I wonder if she's going to bring up, like, her mother and Edward, that whole thing that happened. Like, or she says in a passing, um, as she walks by, like, oh, Rick, tell your dad my mom says hi or something like that. Um, also, Tracy Wells, who played Heather Owens on Mr. Belvedere. She's going to be in this episode. And I believe, yeah, this is just a few months out from um, Mr. Belvedere starting in 85. I believe it started in March of 85. This episode was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Duclan, Ron Levitt, the creator. Also... A lot of creators, Michael G. Moy, Bob Ill, I-L-L-E-S, written by, written by James R. Stein, Howard Leeds, the creator, Ben Starr, the creator, and Martin Cohen, the creator. So we don't have any trivia and no connections or user reviews. So let's jump into this episode real quick. I'll let you know if you're new to the podcast. Thank you for jumping on the Silver Spoons train. And here's where you can follow along with the podcast to get updates on episodes. You can go to Facebook. The Silver Spoons Podcast has its own page. Together, we're going to find our way in an official Silver Spoons Podcast. Also, you can go to Instagram, Silver Spoons Podcast or Silver Spoons Pod. On Twitter, if you followed along with the Punky Power, Punky Brewster Podcast, I also put up episode updates for the Silver Spoons podcast, so you can just stay on that and you'll get updates. So Dexter and Edward come in to the house, and I guess they've just been at a meeting for the union, and the workers are making demands, and Edward's like, why don't we just give them what they want? And Dexter basically makes a tea like, yeah, they want too much. The guy in the union, they want too much. Plus, Dexter likes to negotiate. Like, that takes all the fun out of it if you just give them what they want. And Edward's taking off his coat. Like, yeah, you call sitting in a smoke-filled room, probably getting secondhand smoke lung cancer, for all night and all of the day. Fun? Really? Kate's got a haircut. Her hair is a little bit shorter. I kind of wonder if maybe that was Aaron Gray's preference. Maybe she just wanted to kind of get it a little trim. So Kate is the executive assistant of Eddie Toys, and she feels that she should have been there. So Dexter's like, this really was no place for a woman with a vile language, and this and that. It's just, and Kate's not taking this lying down. Like, uh, excuse me? I mean, I know it's like 1984, 85 at this point? It's 84, I'm sorry, it's 84, yes. So I'm going to play this clip as... Kate now fires on Edward, like, Edward, do you agree with Dexter? Like, this union meeting apparently was no place for a woman? Like, excuse me? Live for it. <laughs> Hi, Katie. 
As the executive assistant of Eddie Toys, I should have been there. There was yelling, gesturing, utterly vile language. It was no place for a woman. Edward, do you agree with him? Absolutely not, honey. But you know, there are some places where a woman wouldn't want to be. I understand. Do good. Let's go get something to eat. Why don't you eat your foot? <laughs> it's already in your mouth. <laughs> So, yeah, Edward's like, look, that really was no place. You wouldn't have wanted to be there anyway. And he's like, let's go get something to eat. And she's like, why don't you eat your foot since it's already in your mouth? Like, yeah, you really should have supported her. I know it's the 80s still, but even, like, come on. So Ricky's on the paper because Edward asked him how the paper's going. He's like, well, we don't really got any new great stories other than the school mascot had puppies. Why did I picture someone in a mascot animal costume having puppies? I don't know. Like, it took my brain a second to register. Like, oh, they mean like an actual like dog having puppies. Gotcha. So their school newspaper is called The Fuller Flash. And Freddie says The Fuller Flash needs some pizzazz. And Dexter's like, pizzazz? Kids are still saying that? And of course, Ricky and Alfonso look at Dexter and together they say, they aren't. Like, that's all Freddie. We don't claim what he says. Okay, um, Edward is gonna, I think this is gonna carry into an idea that the guys are gonna get from Edward. He says, I'll never forget, our school paper had an ugliest guys contest. Uh, uh, what? No? I've heard about lists, like on the Wonder Years, um, it's the hot or not list, something to that effect. Where, you know, they go best body, best smile, best eyes, best ass. I mean, butt. Oh, boy. Sorry about that. You know, best laugh. Um, it, it, honestly, those lists, I don't know if they still circulate to this day. I don't remember there being one in my school, but then again, I didn't hang out with the popular kids, so I have no idea. I doubt I would ever make a list like that. Or want to be on a list like that. It's just set up for people to get hurt. And I bet that was even on an episode of Glee. I wouldn't be surprised. But you all, you know that somebody is bound to get hurt. Like, those lists are no good. You know, I'll never forget our school paper had an ugliest guy contest. One of my best buddies, Louis Bender, won it. He didn't even enter. <laughs> You know what, though, used to work for us well is beauty contests. That's perfect. I can see the headline now. Who will be Miss Fuller Freshman? I can see the contest now. All those hot babes. <laughs> hey, we can be the judges. All you need is two eyes and some hormones. <laughs> Wait just a minute. Yeah. There is more to being a girl than just beauty. You know what counts? Qualities like personality, intelligence, talent, poise, the ability to communicate, sensitivity. These are the things that should be appreciated in a woman. You're absolutely right, Kate. And we're going to judge them on all that stuff. Now, the question is, should we do it before or after the swimsuit competition? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Sorry, Kate. Dex, why don't we go make Kate's dinner? <laughs> Good idea. This season, we get some interesting cuts between scenes. They're trying to make it all hip and, you know, fun for the teens. Edward and Kate, the whole time, is sitting at the desk behind the couch, fuming as Edward regales this ugly guys contest that and he said a good friend of his was on it and he didn't even vote or whatever it's like ugh. but then he comes up with 
the like the cute girls co- or beauties contest or something, and that's what gets you know Freddie Alfonso and Rick all like, hmm, you know that's an idea we could put call it the Fuller Freshman Contest, and put it in the paper. And I'm like, that kind of garbage would not be. Come on, really? Th- there's no one, an editor monitoring what's going to go in that paper. Kate, of course, Kate has already been uh, kind of kicked around with the whole, no, Kate, sorry, you're a woman, you can't be in on the board meeting. And she sees these three hormone-ridden teens going on about, ooh, let's have a beauty contest. And we can, like, see, like, who's, like, the hottest and have a swimsuit competition and this and that. And she's like, well, hold on a second there. She really, like... Gets on those boys like no 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 this this is wrong on so many levels. There's more to girls than their bodies and their looks, intelligence, and character, and all of this. And Rick's like, don't worry, Kate. Yeah, we're gonna look at all of that stuff now. Should we do that after this swimsuit competition? <laughs> yeah, they they leave. Like yeah, their hormones are raging through the roof. Now Kate is just sitting in her chair, fuming with her arms folded across her chest. Edward looks at Dexter like, hey, Dexter, do you want to help me make Kate's dinner? Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got to make up for this somehow. Now we go to the hot spot where all the teens like to hang out as Alfonso is teaching Freddie how to dance. There was an episode... It was a ta- it was a season two episode one attack of the giant frog people or something, where Freddy was tap dancing and he did a really good job. I wonder if this is gonna kind of like come back in this. And of course, Alfonso has got cleared the floor. Everyone's like circling around them, like clapping in unison to the music. And both boys are dressed in like blue jackets and. Black pants. Dang, look at Freddy go! He is, I, oh, this is so, I like it. I wonder how long it took to choreograph that. I mean, maybe Corky Pigeon had, like, some background in, in, you know, dance and stuff like that. Because he did tap dance. So I kind of, I'm curious what his background is. I'm going to look and see if there's anything like that on his IMDb page. Okay, yes, he does have... A background in dance. It says he was born January 27th, 1970 in Fresno, California. He started singing and tap dancing at the age of 8. At age 10, he was discovered by a Hollywood agent. In 1980, Corky was sent on an audition for a movie called The Forest. He got the role. He wanted to do over two dozen national commercials and television appearances, working with such actors as Danny DeVito, the late Bill Paxton, Tim Conway, I believe he is also passed. Until landing the role of Freddy on the show Silver Spoons in 1982. He would appear on the show for four years, working in between on various projects and also appearing on The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson as a guest. He then got the role of Winslow on Party Camp in 87. After doing the movie, his passion changed. He then went on to play drums and make countless records and various bands, tour with bands like... MXPX and Real Big Fish for the next 10 years. He is now happily married with a beautiful wife and daughter. Well, good for Corky. I'm so happy for him. So yeah, this dance routine at the hamburger place. Hamburger, maybe it's a hamburger haven or something. And yeah, the show dedicates at least a a couple minutes of screen time to this routine that they've done. It's really, really good and choreographed. I like it. Of course, they did, looks like they did, from the back of Ricky's hair, they did cut that little, what looked like it was a baby mullet starting to grow in. So they cut that. They got that out of there for now. Unfortunately, it's going to come back (laughs) in a big way. But... Ricky comes in, and he's got a manila envelope. I wonder what's in there. Ricky, or, um... Uh, <laughs> Freddy's feet are, uh, getting a little carried away, like they're going on their own accord, because he's, like, trying to, like... And he almost hits a waiter who's got a tray with four drinks on it. And Ricky, Rick has to come and kind of help Freddy, like, get him into a booth. 
Like, just rest. Just, just let your feet take a breather here, Fred. Gentlemen, I hold in my hand the entries to the Miss Fuller Freshman Beauty Contest. Wow, look at all of them! Freshman girls are just as desperate for recognition as we are. <laughs> I don't believe this. Oh, boy, Alvin? <laughs> Excuse me, you're not eligible. <laughs> oh, no. It's Leslie Ann Cranbottom. She's looking this way. So? So she's had a mad crush on me for years. She worships the ground I walk on. I can't shake her. Hi, Leslie. Hello, Rick. Hello, Hanzo. Hi, Freddy. <laughs> me? How'd you like to take me to the homecoming dance? This is a joke, right? I mean, nobody's ever wanted to go out with me. You're so sweetly humble. <laughs> She loves you so much, she even worships the guys you hang around. Whack me, huh? Yeah! Be careful, Freddy. Leslie's entered in the contest. She can be a barracuda. Hey, watch it! You're talking about the lady I love! Let's go, doll. Sorry, Rick. Nerds are in. We sure are. <laughs> so Ricky, uh, Rick holds the envelope and says, I hold in my hand the Fuller Freshman Beauty Contest. And Rick says, freshman girls are just as desperate for recognition as we are. And we see entry forms that also have like small headshots with them. So there's a guy that's dressed like Boy George, but he goes by Boy Alvin. As Rick says, oh, I don't believe this. He's like, sorry, but you can't enter. This is for girls only. And the guy has no lines. He just, when Rick says you're not eligible, he just takes his entry form and walks away. Like, oh, okay. Leslie Crambottom walks into the Hamburger Haven place. She's wearing a pink beret, a red... And navy blue, baby blue windbreaker. And, of course, Rick's like, oh, great, it's Leslie Crambottom. Uh, this girl worships the ground I walk on. She won't leave me alone. She's been obsessed with me for, like, the last, like, three years. And Rick says how she's had a mad crush on him. Like, she worships the ground he walks on. Because Alfonso doesn't really know Leslie or Rick's history with her. And of course, Leslie comes over and says, Hi, Rick. Hi, Alfonso. She sits down right next, practically on Freddy's chair. Like, Hi, Freddy. And Freddy's like, Oh, uh, you're talking to me? Like, And she asks him out to the homecoming dance. And of course, Freddy's used to being teased. Like, oh, this is a joke, right? Like, uh, no. (laughs) And he's like, no one's ever wanted to go out with me. And she kisses him on the cheek, telling him he's so sweetly humble. And Freddy just melts (laughs) as he turns his face to the camera like, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. I like Alfonso's comment here as he says to Rick, like, Rick, she likes you so much. That she even worships the guys you hang around with. So she came in there just to pick up Freddy. Because she says, hey, walk me home. He's like, yeah, sure. So Rick grabs Freddy's arm and says, hey, Freddy, watch yourself. Okay, because Leslie's entered in the contest and she's a barracuda. Of course, Freddy sticks a finger in Rick's face. Hey, watch it. You're talking about the lady that I love. Like, she just kissed you on the cheek and you, like, fell head over heels. My goodness. Audience claps like, yes, go Freddy. As he turns to her and says, hey, let's go doll. And Leslie turns to Rick, says, sorry, Rick, nerds are in. I'm like, really? They are? Yeah, they definitely are. And even in today's world, the nerd factor is way, way up. Thank you, Big Bang Theory, for making nerds hot. Should we even call them nerds, though, anymore? Like, intellectual individuals or intellectually advanced? I don't know. 
my coworker and I joke, and this has been a thing for like the last few years. He'll bring this up from time to time, and I said something about like, wouldn't it be interesting to if someone like started a band and the name was like Hot Nerd Love? And he will bring this up from time to time. Like, what was that band you said you wanted to start? <laughs> like, oh, God. So, uh, yeah, R- Freddie leaves, and Rick and Alfonso are all like, oh, my gosh, can you believe that guy? And Alfonso's like, yeah, can you imagine the first girl that comes along and his brain turns to, like, chop suey? Well, someone's coming along for Alfonso. It's like the Bambi movie where each one gets Twitterpated. First, it's it's Flower, and then it's Thumper, and then Bambi. So think about like Freddy is Flower, Alfonso's Thumper, and then Rick is Bambi. <laughs> girl that comes along and his brain turns to chop suey. Hi, Alfonso. Uh, yeah. Uh, Angela. Rick. Do you know, uh, uh, Angela? No, I don't believe I've met. Uh, uh. Alfonso, I've just ordered this extra large pizza and I couldn't possibly finish it myself. If you need pizza finished, I'm your man. <laughs> and then there was one. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> there Owen and Mr. here. <laughs> Hi, Corliss. Okay, if I join you? Sure. So, Tracy Wells plays a character whose name is Corliss. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not a fan of that name at all. But, of course, in the 80s, the name Angela was so popular because almost every TV show had a character or a side character or somebody with that name. Like, really? <laughs> so a girl named Angela comes over and says, Hey, Alfonso, I, I ordered this extra large pizza that, you know, I'm not going to finish on my own. He's like, hey, you need pizza that needs to be eaten? I'm your guy. So they walk off together, and I'm like, okay. And then there was one. Rick's left. And we got a girl who's peeking over the booth, looking at Rick, making eyes at him. He's smiling shyly. She comes over and says, hey, do you mind if I sit down? He's like, oh, sure. She snuggles right up on him as close as she can get without being on top of him. Oh, my gosh. She is really manhandling. Oh, let me feel your muscles. Oh, your 14-year-old muscles. Oh. Has anyone ever told you you have fantastic biceps? And she's like, her eyes are like almost bugging out of her head. Like, it's like, he's a 14-year-old boy. He does not have biceps. He does have them, but they're not anything to worth Googling over. But if you're a 14-year-old girl at, at this time, you probably were like looking at Rick's muscles. And So far, I think in one episode, he's been shirtless like twice. And I get that they're trying to pull in that teen demographic, which... He's already got it. This is season three, but they're like, let's show off his bod so all the girls will come in droves and tune in at 8 or 8.30 or whatever time Silver Spoons comes on. They will come for Rick. For the smile, for the eyes, the hair, the sweet cuteness, the teeny bopper that he is. They are going to come in droves. If I were a 14-year-old girl in 1984, I probably would have been like, (laughs) But no, Devin Sawa was, I'm sorry, I was not really into JTTs. Okay. But Devin Sawa was the guy in 1996 for me. I mean, Casper, Little Giants, Now and Then, Wild America, yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if some of these girls are, because... Rick already said that Leslie is one of the contestants in this, you know, 
pageant that they're doing. But I bet Corliss and also Angela are also in there, and they're, like, trying to swooze the guys so that way maybe they can get, like, a leg up in the competition. It makes me think of um, One Tree Hill in Season 3 when Brooke Davis did that boy draft thing and was getting, like, all the guys on the basketball team, and the cheerleaders were all having their, like, first pick drafts of who they're going to pick and go on and date with. Anybody ever told you you have fantastic biceps? No, never. Oh. You must work out a lot. Well, now that you mention it, I have had my. <laughs> oh, the finger through the hair does it every time. So, of course, he pulls his. Shirt sleeve up even farther, like, oh, well, you know, I do have a bicep. And she starts kind of, like, running her fingers through, um, just above his ear. And he's like, <laughs> like, oh, the fingers through the hair. Gets the guys every time. Now we cut back to the house. Kate is still at the desk. Dexter and Edward are coming out of the library. They've been negotiating with this union for a week. And Dexter wants to just give them a take-or-leave-it offer. Like, give me a... Well, Kate apparently has got something to say. He's rocking those, uh, those, uh, shoulder pads, which was the 80s. Big thing of the 80s. Kate's gonna give her... her two cents here. She wants to feel included. She's a woman. She knows it's the 80s. She's not really gonna be heard. But then again, this is her boyfriend. She's the executive. And... She at least hopes that maybe they will hear her out. Like, come on, you gotta take her seriously. Maybe you should try a trade-off like they did during the strike of the British coffee workers of 59. In exchange for less money, they gave the coffee workers a longer tea break. That way both sides won. That's an interesting thought. You have any more ideas? Well, I jotted down a few thoughts last night. Would you have time to give us the highlights? I'd love to. Please. Listen, I'm open to suggestions, but Edward, I'm warning you, we can't afford to be pushed around by the United Cuddly Toy Union. So Edward asked, like, hey, do you have any more suggestions? Because what she suggested is based on this 1959 Boston coffee something or other debate with the union and workers, that they agreed to less pay for longer breaks, which I don't think that is... I would never agree to that myself. Like, give me the short breaks and I'll take more money. So, Edward's like, you got any more ideas? And she's like, oh, I jotted some stuff down. And she pulls out what looks like a manuscript. So Edward takes it, like, hey, can you give us the highlights? And she's like, well, I'll just go with you and talk you through it. So they are at least including her in this whole debate. There's nothing wrong with getting a woman's point of view on things. So we cut to the door and Rick is bringing in Corliss. He's wearing a lot of neon green, neon green belt, neon green push-up socks and shirt. If he calls himself the Ricker, I will shriek. No, I won't. <laughs> but I will. But um, she kisses him, says, hey, I had a great time, and then she leaves. You'd think he'd never been kissed before, the way he's walking around like he's on cloud nine. Like, you've been kissed before. On the cheek. I mean, come on. It's not like she shoved her tongue down your throat. Windmill? Yeah, the dog leg by the gnome cottage. 
That's what she asked me to promise you in the Miss Fuller Freshman Beauty Contest. Oh, well, naturally, you told her you couldn't promise her anything. <laughs> she made me do it, Dad. It was a love thing. I played temporary puberty. <laughs> Rick. Well, you know, you're going to have to tell the guys about this, and you're going to have to set Corliss straight. Alfonso and Freddie are going to be here any minute. What am I going to tell them? Guess you just have to face the music. <laughs> so, Edward, Kate, and Dexter kind of watch Ricky float into the room. He's on cloud nine. He's like, ah. He sits down. Edward excuses himself, says, hey, won't you two go in there? I'll be in the library in a minute. He sits down next to Rick on the couch. He says, hey, looks like you had a good time. And then Rick starts in about how he feels cheap and that Corliss went miniature golfing with him and that he kind of said, like, um, well, she invited him to prom. And from what it sounds like, she said, I'll go with you if you let me win that pageant, that contest. And Edward's like, uh, I hope you told her no. And you set her straight. And he's like, oh, well, uh, actually, he's like, you gotta tell the other guys this. Because now you're kind of compromising that contest. And, of course, the doorbell rings, so it's probably the guys. Like, uh, do we even see this contest? That's what I'm wondering. Alfonso and Freddy come in. So they say this contest that they're doing is making them the guys of the hour. And Freddy's like, yeah, people I don't even know are actually coming up and saying hey to me. And they actually mean it. Alright, well I'm going to play this clip as Rick admits to his date with Corliss. And how she kinda, he kind of led her on. in thinking like, oh, I'll go to prom with you. And she's like, yeah, but you, I'll... As long as you make me uh, the winner of that pageant you're hosting. Listen, guys, I have something to tell you. I kind of got carried away, and I sort of promised Corliss Kirchenbauer that she'd kind of sort of win the Miss Fuller Freshman Beauty pageant. Well, it could happen to anybody. <laughs> Fact, it did. <laughs> Angela? I don't believe it! How could you guys do this? We're sorry, Freddy. You should be! I already promised Leslie! <laughs> so, not only did Rick promise Corliss she'd win the Fuller Freshman pad, Miss Fuller Freshman pageant, Alfonso promised Angela, and Freddy also promised Leslie. Guys, guys, guys! What are you doing? need to start thinking with your brains and not your hormones. Now the next scene we get is at the hamburger place and they have a banner that says Miss Fuller Freshman Pageant. What? Who? Why are there adults at this place? This is something that the kids put on. For, like they made this up. But they probably need to have an adult there to officiate, right? All the boys are in tuxes! <laughs> this is a formal affair, apparently. Miss Bushmill is looks like the lady that's going to be officiating this pageant. And it's being hosted at a hamburger joint. How serious are they taking this? I thought it was just like a popularity poll. So apparently it's been a week, as Rick says, hey, it's been a week since we started this whole thing. What, have you told the girls that they're not they're only winning by ability alone that this contest is just being judged by ability alone they're not gonna win just because they're dating you answer no they didn't say anything to them you boys listen guys it's been a whole week now who's told the girls that the contest is gonna be won on ability alone I told Leslie well how'd she take it I'm not sure exactly I use mental telepathy. <laughs> well, I was getting around to it. Listen, guys, the contest is going to start any minute. 
You haven't either. We gotta tell our girls right now. All right. Corliss, can I speak to you a minute? Uh, don't worry. I've been practicing acting surprised. <gasps> I might cry, but I don't know if I can do it. Well, maybe this will help. <laughs> Listen, about the contest. Isn't it wonderful how it's brought us together? It's been the happiest week of my life. Mm -hmm. Listen, about the contest. I've never won anything in my life until you came along. Mm. What was it you wanted to say about the contest? Good luck. <laughs> so Freddie said he was going to get to it, but he used because he's like, "Oh yeah, I did it." And Ricky's like, "Well, how'd she, how'd she take it?" And Freddie was like, "Oh, I don't know. Uh, I used mental telepathy." Like, uh. And of course, Alfonso wussed out too. And he's like, look, the contest is going to start. We gotta, like, get this nailed down. We gotta break it to him. Rick is no better because, of course, Corliss is touching his face and he, he she keeps cutting him off saying, I've never won anything in my life. This contest has brought us together. What were you going to say as I touch, caress your soft skin and your beautiful blonde hair? He's like, oh, uh, good luck. Like, well, you know what, Rick? I don't know. You all are going to be single and lonely at the end of this episode. That's what I'm betting. So, Rick goes over to Freddy and Alfonso, and they're kind of like, hey, look, if we don't work this out, we're going to lose our girlfriends. Of course, the adult responsible for overseeing this pageant says, all right, Freddy, all right, Alfonso, you're up. We see this banner with this girl holding a sash that says Fuller Freshman. And uh, at the top of it, it says, who will be Fuller Freshman? Miss Fuller Freshman. And the boys are doing a tap dance routine. The guys are singing and they're doing a dance routine. All right. Miss Fuller Freshman, she's the best. She can pass most any test. A vision to behold in a crowd of gold. Yes, it's true. Miss Fuller Freshman. Miss Fuller Freshman. Miss Fuller Freshman. We So the boys are out. Rick looks like he's hosting, and Alfonso and Freddie are doing the opening act. This group of students do not look like freshmen. They literally look like juniors and seniors. Why are they there? Just to support the the contestants? Maybe just to see how fun this is going to be? Oh, what's it say? Oh, leave it to Burger. That's, the, that's I guess, the name of the restaurant that they're in? Unless that's the restaurant's, you know, catchphrase. Alright, Rick's hosting, and he's like, who will it be? Who will be Miss Fuller Freshman? And it is, the contest is broken down into f contest, patch, and whatever. Broken down into four categories. He says, beauty, personality, talent, and long division. Ay, 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 ay. I would have left long division out of that. I love how beauty is first. Beauty, personality, and talent. They could have used something else for long division. I don't know. I can't think of it. Like community service or something. 36, 22, 36. What is it? Her locker combination? It's not her... It's not her... You know, her height, weight, and whatever. Yes, you see, as Rick clarifies, that's her locker combination. Why are you giving that out to people? That's like giving out your social number or your bank account number. Like, don't do that. So I'm going to play this clip. Hi, this is Rich Stratton. Tonight we asked the question, who will be Miss Fuller Freshman? Boy, is that a good question. <laughs> Boy, you can feel the tension in the room. Not to mention my entire body. <laughs> this contest is broken down into four categories. Beauty, personality, talent, 
and long division. <laughs> so without further ado, let the parade of beauties begin. First we have Homeroom 128, Angela Cavendish, 36, 22, 36. <laughs> That's her locker combination. <laughs> we got the talent portion, we got Leslie singing and dancing to on the good ship Lollipop. She's supposed to, what, remind people of Shirley Temple? Girl, you are too old to be wearing a dress like that. Of course, Freddy's really getting into it. I mean, that's his girlfriend, so of course he's like, Yeah, go! Yeah, you're great! <laughs> it is so funny how Alfonso is just grimacing, and Rick is just looking at Freddy like, Oh, you're such a dweeb. You two belong together, by the way. You and Leslie. <laughs> at least her being into Freddy takes the heat off Rick for a bit. Long division competition. You gotta be kidding me. They brought out, like, a blackboard, and they're having, um, Angela do long division. Well, what about the other girls? And Alfonso's just clapping away, like, oh my gosh, she's so great! Look at her, so long division! And Ricky's got, I'm guessing that's a calculator. It looks like he's holding a Game Boy. Personality competition. There goes a motorcycle. You heard it here, everybody. It's summertime! <laughs> Personality competition. I was trying to say that and then a motorcycle whizzed by. Drowned it out my voice. So Corliss says she feels that the world would be a better place if wash and wear fabrics did what they were supposed to do. Uh, sure, why not? She's from homeroom 212. Are you revealing her locker combination too? <laughs> So each guy, of course, is supporting their girl, and Rick's up there with Corliss, like, oh my gosh, right off the top of her tent, her head too. And Alfonso's like, Ugh. and Freddy's like, mm. they each want their own girl to win. All right, now the guys are gonna sit and deliberate, or is this after the concert? The concert, <laughs> the um. The things the pageant's over with because it looks like they're in an empty room. I love how Alfonso and Freddie are just allowed to go behind the counter. They're going over the, over the ballots to see who got the most votes. So Angela and Corliss each got a vote apiece, and Rick is kind of going through uh, the papers. Like, oh, here we go. Leslie, three votes? What? And he looks at Freddie, who's like. <laughs> Like, uh, no, that now she is disqualified, Freddy. I'm sorry. You're out of line. I'm gonna play this clip. Uh, this is gonna start to get heated as the boys are gonna start atta verbally attacking each other. Like, why did this person get only this many votes? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay, this is our 42nd ballot. <laughs> Corliss, one vote. Angela, one vote. Leslie, three votes. <laughs> what? This is ridiculous. We agreed we would vote for the girl we honestly felt should be Miss Fuller Freshman. Yeah, look at this. Corliss has one vote. How do you explain that? Easy, you voted for her. <laughs> yes, I voted for her. I was being impartial. You saw the talent competition. Corliss's bird calls were so lifelike, people started throwing crumbs at her. <laughs> Look, guys, I want to make a personal appeal. I want you to vote on Angela because I intend to make her my wife. <laughs> what does winning the contest have to do with that? I don't want to marry some loser. <laughs> Forget it. Okay, here's five dollars. I'm sorry, I can't be bought. Corliss bought you. It so happens I care about Corliss. And I care about Angela, too. You guys only think of yourself. What about you? I think about myself as little as possible. <laughs> guys, this is going to ruin our friendship. I'm willing to risk it. Oh, see, see, you guys can get other girls. This may be my only shot. Are people there still? Boys, boys, it's been 20 minutes. Yes, Miss Bushmill. <laughs> I've got it. All our troubles are over. We vote for a fourth person. 
Someone nobody can disagree with. Not even the girls. Who might this magical person be? Miss Bushmill. <laughs> That's perfect. Everybody loves her. She's retiring next year. <laughs> this is the greatest idea since nose guards. <laughs> so, yeah, the guys can't come up with a solution here. They're all impartial to their prospective love interests. Alfonso says, hey, let's bring in a fourth person, somebody that everyone likes, Miss Bushmill, who I can't remember if I accidentally called her Miss Bushman or not, I don't know. But she's like, boys, please, let's come to a decision. It's been like 20 minutes. Because at first I thought it was just them, like, going over the boats and there's, like, nobody in the restaurant but them. All of a sudden I see this bump, 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 bump. It's like, what in the heck? Hi. <laughs> Well, after much considering, we have a winner. And this person truly represents the qualities of beauty, talent, personality, and long division. <laughs> and the winner is... Miss Bushmill! announces the winner is Miss Bushmill and she and it, you automatically hear people like boo what in the heck what's going on and she starts Miss Bushmill starts going up to kids in booths saying what's your name and homeroom number what's your name and homeroom number like what in the what and then of course Angela Corliss and Leslie are like no Alfonso Rick and Freddie you promised me that I was gonna win well you whatever that this episode is honestly not that good. It's very, very sexist. So we come back to the Stratton Mansion as we got Edward, Dexter, and Kate all celebrating a victory. Maybe they worked it out with the union and the company. To Kate, who helped us finally get that contract. I thought it was going to fall through the floor when you got the employees to agree to accept less pay in exchange for their own vegetable garden. <laughs> Whatever possessed you? Oh, it was very simple. During a break, Big Jake Gagan started telling me about how, since he moved to an apartment, he really missed his beloved cucumber patch. <laughs> well, I just wish you'd been around a couple of years ago. You might have prevented the strike of the preschool division. Oh, how long were they out? This many days. <laughs> ah, well, I have to be running. I'm having dinner at the United Nations. We're roasting gumu. Ooh, that sounds delicious. No, he's the State Council of China. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Want some more coffee? Why, thank you. So the con got uh, that contract taken care of with the union, and I guess the workers accepted less pay for a vegetable garden? This is cuckoo nuts. This is cuckoo banana bread nuts. Like, what in the what? So Dexter leaves to go roast some individual, like, not actually physically roast somebody, but, you know, however they roast people. Edward and Kate are just kind of sitting there and, you know, lavishing in Kate's success. And Ricky runs through the French doors in his tux. And Kate's like, why are you running, Rick? And he's like, well, wouldn't you if an angry mob of freshmen were running after you and throwing food at you? Like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Rick, why are you running? Wouldn't you have an angry mob of freshmen with cheese and you throwing food? Definitely. <laughs> well, that's good news. Everybody's going to be reading the school newspaper tomorrow. Guess what the headline's going to be? Freshman beauty pageant fixed. Rick Stratton, scum. <laughs> Let me guess. You didn't tell Corliss the truth. That I tried to tell her 30 times that I shouldn't have promised her. Why couldn't I do it? Huh. 
If I told her, I knew she'd never talk to me again. How do you know? All she wanted me for was my vote. She'll never speak to me again. No girl will ever speak to me again. I'm headed for monkhood. <laughs> Son, I think you're making an awful lot of assumptions about the opposite sex. I did the same thing. I ought to know. I assumed that Kate couldn't handle herself in those labor negotiations, and I was wrong. We couldn't have gotten that contract without her. He's right. <laughs> well, he's safe to assume one thing. Corliss and I are history. So, yeah, Rick's down in the dumps about this whole thing. It's like... This, this whole... This, this plot... It was really stupid. Just very, very dumb. And Edward kind of says, Hey, Rick, I think you got the wrong idea about the opposite sex. Here, I I mean, I did too. I thought Kate couldn't handle herself in these labor, labor negotiations. And she did. And Rick's like, Now this girl Corliss is never going to speak to me again. It's like, well, surprise, surprise. There's a ring at the doorbell. Who could it be? It's Corliss. Uh, she can't get enough of his biceps. Mm-hmm. I came to apologize. Huh? I told my parents what happened, that I got you to promise me to miss full the freshman contest, and they told me how wrong I was, and that I should come tell you. So I'm sorry. It's quite all right. But they also said I could never see you again. <laughs> oh? But I talked them out of it. Want to go for a walk or something? Sure. You know, you really do have big biceps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently Corliss's parents told her what she did was wrong and that apparently she can never see Rick again, yet she talked them out of it and she asked him to go for a walk. And she grabs his arm and says, oh my goodness, you really have big biceps. You really do. And she kisses him on the cheek. Rick glances over at Kate and Edward. Like, <laughs> and they walk off screen. And they don't have this scene on the DVD. Or, so I'm going to play the clip from where I found it. Well, I'm glad to see that the Strat men are developing a new understanding of women. Well, there's so much to understand. Would you uh, like to go for a walk or something? (laughs) I'd love to. Gee. (laughs) You really do have big biceps. Yeah, he do. that Kate pulls the same thing on Edward and of course Edward does pulls a Rick and is like <laughs> and she's like wow you really have big biceps I'm like oh yeah he do you've seen him in those short sleeve shirts he's got big biceps <laughs> and that is the end of the episode I'm rating this one a 2 out of 5 I didn't care for it I thought this whole contest was stupid And it's just sexualizing women. The only thing I thought that was good was that Edward and Dexter actually took Kate up on her ideas. And she helped with that labor union dispute thing. So, Um, As far as for a silver spoonful for this episode, I'm going to go with don't objectify women. It's not good. Please don't create a list about who's hot and who's not. You're putting people down and that is just we need to be viewing people for their personality and who they are not how they look not what clothes they wear that's basically with how they look but just don't don't objectify people i mean you wouldn't want someone to do that to you also i know this is the 80s and women were you know joining the workforce and everything but they still had to keep compete with with men and everything and get low pay and whatnot and i just i like that hopefully we are hopefully getting out of you know that with the you know women empowerment and stuff like that so yeah 
like I said, this episode was not great. Um, we do meet a new character in the next episode. I liked Alfonso and Freddy's dance routine both times. That was pretty cool. And Rick's got a cute little goofy laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Um, season 3, episode 12, because I am skipping over 11, which is Twas the Night Before Christmas. That one I will be doing in December. You guys know I don't do holiday episodes until that actual holiday month is upon us. So I'm jumping to season 3, episode 12, entitled Lulu's Back in Town, which aired on December 30th, 1984. This is the very last episode of 1984, and then we move into 1985. So Lulu's Back in Town. Rick hopes his friend Lulu Baker will be able to run his favorite hamburger restaurant, which is Leave It to Burgers. So, yeah, we get um Pearl Bailey as Lulu Baker. I remember her singing... The best of friends song in the anime Disney animated Fox and the Hound movie, and it's just it's so memorable and beautiful. I love it, love it, love it. Such a good movie, and it just Fox and the Hound just seems to be a bit on the underrated side when it comes to because it was before the Disney Renaissance with um, Little Mermaid, which actually Little Mermaid's turning thirty this year, which is awesome. I remember seeing that movie right after Christmas in 1989. I was seven. But anyway, so that is the episode we will be focusing on next week. Let's see what other episodes we got in store. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I um, recently, the last episode or two, I did reveal my schedule for Silver Spoons for all of season three. My goal is to finish up at the end of September. In October, there are a couple episodes I missed in season three that we will get to in October. It was a dark and stormy night. I think that's what it's called, is it? Uh, A dark and stormy night, yes. That's going to be around Halloween, Village of the Darn, Part 1 and 2, that's going to be around Thanksgiving in November, and then Twas the Night Before Christmas is going to be in December. I will be taking a little bit of a break for January and February, and then in early March I will be starting up Season 4 of Silver Spoons. So let's see, we got The Troubled Grandfather coming up, where Grandfather Strand wants to have fun and retire. Well, he's got the money to be able to do so. A uh, special friend, Rick, becomes a peer counselor and tries to help a student whose attitude is worse than his grades. What's cooking? Rick's suggestion for a Stratton Flour Mills promotion lands him a job at his grandfather's company. We got Marry Me, Marry Me Part 1 and Part 2. Finally, the wedding that I've been waiting for since Season 1. The wedding of Edward and Kate. Finally, finally, finally. So, yeah, just a lot. Um, We get Return of the Paisley Conspiracy, which is towards the end of Season 3, where we get to hear Edward sing a really beautiful song. It's And you can find it on YouTube. If you put in, like, Joel Higgins Sings, that video should come up. Let me double check real quick. Because I know it's here. Let's see. Here we go. Joel Higgins sing, singing, singing. Here we go. Oh, it's a missing scene, so I'll have to play that definitely. It's be- beautiful. He's got a John Denverish type quality twang to his voice. Beautiful, sultry, velvety, soft, satiny voice. Very nice. So, that is that. Oh, I didn't do the, um... Alright, I want to give a shout-out to some podcast listeners. See, if I forget in the beginning, I'm going to probably forget in the end. So, Orangevale, Reno, Lancaster, Chicago, Mexico, Sheboygan, Park Hills, Swanee, Los Angeles, Irvine, Moscow, Muskegon, Brentwood, Philadelphia, Baltimore, France, Columbia, Clifton, Cleveland... Pontiac La Pute P-U-E-N-T Newburyport Vietnam Shipley Westville (laughs) Greenville Parkersburg 
Berg, Oceanside, Lincolnville, Calgary, Canada. Oh, and um, Shipley, United Kingdom, Brooklyn, Switzerland, and Lansing, United Kingdom. So thank you all for listening to the podcast. I say, yeah, have a great weekend this weekend. I hope the weather is good for you. Weekend, weekend, right? The weekend's like pretty much over with. It's Sunday. So have a great week. How about that? Yes, that sounds better. Bye-bye, everybody. No, I don't need you to cover for me. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye, everybody. Jeremy's being his goofy self, as always.